The following is a Clock Shelves Podcast Network production. Time to chit chat about this and that. Oh, yes, no stress. We keep coming back. JPC and all his friends from far and near. Maybe make you cry, maybe bring you some cheer. So many people with so much to say from pop culture to travel, weird news to QA. No topic is too small here on our show paul and all hello everyone and welcome to another episode of paul and all as always i'm your host paul casey and i am delighted to be joined by one of my best friends joining me again for another very particular discussion go ahead and reintroduce yourself sir hi everybody i'm j-lo oh is that the (laughs) is that the one you've been waiting to to try out yeah my other friend group's like as like a tease, they just call me J Lo, and like it just became so like common as a nickname. But I was like, well, last uh, recording what we did, and you're like, he has a new nickname every time. I was like, I'm gonna spring J Lo on him just to see his reaction. Oh my goodness! Well, it's funny because so our our mutual friend Zach, he when we used to do the wrestling show, he came up with like a different nickname every time. Um, Ellsworth, who you've done a few recordings with, uh, I believe the, the first Buffy episode. And, uh, I feel like we've maybe done some other stuff with him, uh, you, me and him. Um, he does something very similar where he'll come up with either a different nickname or a different, like way to like pronounce it, you know, like enunciate something different. Like he might, he might put the different emphasis on a different syllable as they, as they say, you know, um, like he might do something like that with a nickname or whatever. And I've tried it a few times, you know, like I've referred to myself as, uh, the former mayor of hell because I actually am. Um, and then back when, again, when Zach and I used to do the wrestling show, I would do, try to do like maybe some rhyming ones. Like one I came up with one time was, uh, uh, born with the gift of gab and the ability to duck and jab. I am your host, you know, whatever. So, um, but I'm not as good as them, but I used to, I, I basically would say that the, the two of them were like the nickname Kings. And so I guess you are joining their ranks. Uh, definitely not a bad, uh, uh, bad company to, uh, to be with, but I guess you're joining their ranks with how many different times you're changing your name, uh, on all these shows that you're being on with me. My, I have so many names that my name will always be versatile. Like I said, it's it's just so funny to me because, and we talked about this last time, so I won't necessarily go into it. But you've you've just been James, you know what I mean. So the fact that you're like, I get the J Lo thing, you know what have you, but, uh, um, you know, like I said, that you you tried like Jim and Jimmy and whatever. And I was just like, Ooh, like that does not hear hit the ear. Right. Um, but what does hit right. You see that transition there. What does hit right is uh, we are back today to talk about episode two, season one, episode two of how oh I met your father. Uh, now, of course, across the various shows that we do, we will recap, uh, you know, franchises and things like that. Um, But uh, considering we have not done a How I Met Your Mother rewatch podcast dot 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 yet, question mark. Um, But considering it is one of 
our mine and J Lowe's. I uh, can't say it. No. Uh, one of our uh, favorite shows, one that we it's it actually probably helped uh, solidify our friendship early on. And it's something we still continue to talk about. And considering that how I met your father was, you know, we were it it worked its way around for a while before it finally came to fruition. And it's something that we'd been talking about for a few years. And then season one happened and I didn't watch it. And James did. And every week he was, oh, did you watch it? No, I didn't. Oh, did you watch it? No, I didn't. And so I thought, you know, doing uh, these episodes every so often to uh, so that I can watch them, whereas he's watched them, I want to say at least two, three times uh, per episode. And it's a fun little twist because normally on the various shows we do, whether it be Lost with Friends or the, you know, we used to do Wrestling Renegades, like I mentioned before, MCU and me, uh, we do Buffyverse and Converse. On all of those things, I have, for the most part, I have the relative knowledge of what we're talking about. I've seen the Marvel stuff. I've seen Lost. I've seen a good portion of the stuff we used to talk about on wrestling. Every so often we would throw each other curveballs, things like that. But like I've seen Buffy, whereas sometimes the other person hasn't or sometimes they have. But on this, it's something a little different because James has seen How I Met Your Father. I have not. And that brings us to episode two, which I believe premiered the same day as episode one. But we're recording these at different times, so much so that I actually had to go back and rewatch episode one before watching. What's that? You just wanted to see how cute Hillary Duff is again. Oh, I don't. I mean, I already know. Been crushing on Hillary Duff for a very long time. We both went into uh, a lot in that in the first episode about uh, the crushes that we have on both Hillary Duff and Francia Reza. Um But episode two, FOMO, uh, probably. More, I'm. I probably related to this episode more than I did episode one, and you have often. And I think we talked about this when we talked about episode one. You and several other of of several other friends, whether they be mutual friends or you know just my friends or whatever, I have often been compared to Ted Mosby yeah. from How I Met Your Mother. There you are, <laughs> and. You know, uh, the just like the hopeless romantic and, you know, all of these things and wanting to skip ahead to the end of the story, which they kind of referenced in uh, the beginning of of this episode, FOMO. You know, it's about the journey, not the destination, which I feel like, by the way, was a very uh, a very interesting thing because the no pun intended, but the parent show, How I Met Your Mother, often if you were really like, if you were really watching it, it was the journey. It was who Ted was at the beginning of the show, you know, and it was basically the, the, the true title should have been how I became the person I needed to be before I met your mother. Right. Because he needed to learn so many things to, you know, as they say, whether people believe it or not to, you know, love her correctly and things like that. He needed to go through, you know, several heartbreaks and, you know, all of these things. And we also, of course, got to see the the progression of 
Marshall and Lily and Robin and Barney and things like that, you know, who they were from episode one to, to the final episode and things like that. But a lot of people always thought that the show was about the ending. And up until that final, the, the, the finale before the final season, when we finally met the mother for the first time, spoilers, um, we thought that was the the ending was, you know, him meeting her. But again, if you were really paying attention, you know, it was about the journey. And then some other things came into question. Uh, I'm not going to I don't necessarily want to go into those, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but this very early on, let us know from when when um the older version of Hillary Duff's character, Kim Cattrall is there talking to the camera again. I, I I mentioned this in the previous one. I like that. That's a nice twist that they did. Whereas in the original one, we saw everything from the kid's perspective. Whereas in this one, we don't because in the first one, they set up the concept of she met about four different guys the night that she claimed that she met the kid's father. And at least two of them were, persons of color so if we saw a white kid we would be like well we know it's not one of those two you know (laughs) so we're seeing her we're seeing the the you know the the older version of her kim cattrall um and so but she specifically she looks at us because we're taking the place of the of the kid this time and she looks at us and says it's about the journey not the destination. And I like that they set that up for us very, very early on to let everyone know, especially because a lot of people, of course, did not like the destination per se of uh, how I met your mother. So I like that they kind of set that up with us very early on. Um, But I I related to this episode a lot more. Um, Drops of Jupiter played a good part in this episode. That is Train. I love Train. Train is, is probably uh, a band that I've- Back in the atmosphere. Yes. In every generation, there is a chosen one. She alone will stand against the vampires, the demons, and the forces of darkness. She is the Slayer. And now, thanks to Clockshelves Entertainment, we bring you Buffyverse and Converse, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe-themed podcast as we re-watch every episode of the beloved franchise. Whether you're a first-time viewer or been a fantastic fan from the beginning, this show has something for you. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts and celebrate with us as we celebrate 25 years of Buffy rolling into Sunnydale and into our geeky hearts. Um, I loved, I mean, of other songs that people may know by train include but are not limited to um, Calling All Angels, uh, drive by, hey soul sister, um, uh, the one oh my goodness, what's it called? Uh, fifty ways to to say goodbye or fifty ways yeah. to die or whatever that song is called. She went down in an airplane, fried getting suntan, fell in a cement mixer full of quicksand. You know the one. <laughs> um, those are just some of their their biggest hits, including. Uh, drops of Jupiter, but um, as you could tell, I really like 
train. Um, <laughs> Did you make it past the Milky Way? To see hey, the lights all faded and that and heaven, that is, heaven overrated. is overrated. Tell me. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's actually a, there's there's a song that I really like because I believe that song if I if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that song was written Drops of Jupiter. I mean, was written about his mother dying, I think the lead singer, I believe it was about his mother dying or whatever. And basically how, uh, you know, he he believed that she was going to, you know, become one with the universe or or what have you. Um, and there's another song, which if you know that his mother passed. It's really sad, but if you pay attention to the lyrics, you kind of get it. But there's a there's a song and it's called uh, You Can Finally Meet My Mom. And he basically goes and he talks about how, uh, you know, I want to spend all this time with you. And then he lists all of these people that are like all of these really famous people that are deceased. Mm hmm. And at one point, he actually he mentions both Andre the Giant and the Undertaker, which, of course, the irony is the Undertaker is the only one that's alive. But his character is the dead man. I know you only 50 percent do wrestling, James. So I wanted to make sure that that was clear for you. Um, but, uh, you know, he I, I, obviously being a wrestling fan, I like that he references those two things. But basically, the if you if you think about it, it's like a really kind of morbid thing because it's like, oh, damn, this person that he wants to spend all this time with is finally going to meet his mom, which means that uh, pretty, pretty much she's about to die. So uh, it becomes a little sad when you actually think about it a little more than just on the surface level. Um, But again, Drops of Jupiter plays a big part in this episode. Um, We get a little bit more of sort of all of the main characters and their relationships. It answered a question for me that I don't know if you remember that I raised in uh, the first one, which was sort of how. Well, I guess it wasn't so much a question, but it was just sort of about like her group, her being Mm -hmm. Hillary Duff's group where it's her and her roommate and now the roommate's boyfriend maybe because they kind of left it where like we still don't quite know what's going on with them at the end of this episode at least but those three and then um the the two guys from the bar and the the sister of the one guy who's now in town trying to uh basically restart her life and sort of how this kind of answered i guess how they are going to start to hang out because they hung out of course as we saw in episode one because of mixed up phones things like that and then they drank and then okay maybe they're off on their way but now we've made it a point to come up with a reason for them to hang out again you know the boyfriend needs guy friends and and the guy who was driving the the car may or may not have a thing for hillary duff's character because why wouldn't he it's hillary duff but he may or may not have a thing for her because, you know, he thinks it's not a setup, but then it turns out it is a setup, but it's actually not a setup and, you know, um, all of that. But uh, I would like to get your thoughts. I've given a few already, but I would like to get your thoughts on this episode FOMO of how I met your father. Um, Correspondence love drops of Jupiter. I literally listened to that song like four times after I watched the episode uh, when you told me to. Um, brief moment 
the yoga scene, like them doing like yoga in the very beginning of this like show, I was like, this is why Hillary Duff and her co-star are great. Um, but actually getting into meat the potatoes of the episode, I liked it. Um, as you were talking, I was kind of thinking of like the show as an overhaul, and I was like, I can't wait for you to get to the end so you can see like how everything plays out for season one. Like it's gonna be like a real shocker. But I'm like, oh man, he's starting to like it. I can't wait to get to the end. I I do. I mean, I didn't dislike episode one again. And and we kind of talked about this. I said if it, you know, the cast, I think definitely improved the the first one. The fact that it's by you know the the creative, or at least partly by the some of the creative team behind How I Met Your Mother, and the fact that it carries the How I Met Your Father name, I think, and like name and kind of the format, I think helped it. I think if those three things weren't working for it, I'm not sure I would have liked episode one as much as I did. But this episode, especially watching them back to back, which again, they were released together. I definitely liked how that, how it played out because it fleshes out the characters more and that's always going to happen, right? Like we even, we talked about that with regards to that very first episode of how I met your mother. Not a Mm -hmm. whole lot happens. I mean, things happen and the characters are introduced, but upon rewatching it, a lot of the stuff is better because you know where those characters go, but really we don't, really know a whole lot about those characters and their interactions and things like that. Even going to, you know, like Buffy, the vampire slayer, not a whole lot happens in like that first episode. Technically, if you pair it with the first and second, because again, similarly to this, they were released together. You know what I mean? You, you get a little bit better of a picture, but then once you get to the episode, which on that one was just technically again, episode three, you know what I mean? Like there's there's a little more to it, you know, like because, again, the characters start to get fleshed out a little bit more. And that's always going to happen. That's why. And we've talked about this before. I'm a big fan of I, I normally tend to give a show maybe about four episodes or so, because the first one is just supposed to be like a little taste of what the potential is. And then it's really episodes two, three and four that start to build what is what is this show? Who are these characters? What is their interaction with each other? You know, and so on and so forth. So I definitely think this one was an improvement in terms of story, in terms of the sto- like the the way the story was told, the the I mean, I don't think the acting was any better or any worse. Um, but I, I definitely I think that the the arcs are starting to be set up a little bit more here you know because like there's the one the one guy who just who got engaged in the first one and he's kind of like not that he feels like lost without his fiance but he kind of always makes sure that we remember that in the back of his you know it, it like sort of and that he remembers it in the back of his mind is like oh yeah i have a fiance and she's not here sort of thing you know we get uh, a little bit more into that. Like when you like, like when we actually like see her. Okay. We didn't see, I I don't think we saw her in this one though. Did we? We don't. 
but that's all I'm going to say. Cause I want to, okay. Well, no, I mean, I would, I would assume she comes back at some point. I think it would be incredibly silly if he gets engaged in episode one and then they just basically are like, Oh yeah, by the way, she's just in LA this whole time. And we like never see her again. I, you know, I could easily assume she comes back. If I had to guess, it would probably be episode like four or five, because I would think, from a once again a storytelling perspective i would think that we would need to have where we meet her but then we know she's not going to be a quote unquote main character she's not part of the gang so we need to set up the gang over the course of episodes 2 3 maybe even 4 so that when she comes back in episode whether it be 4 or 5 again i'm just guessing i don't know this well, hey, listeners, let's talk about Raw, reflecting and analyzing wrestling with Paul and Kyoto. It's the show where we go back in time and take a look at the first episodes of Monday Night Raw. 30 years in the making. It's Raw, reflecting and analyzing wrestling with Paul and Kyoto, a co-production of Clock Shelves Entertainment and Renegade Pop Culture. But from a, from a you know storytelling perspective... I would think so that when she comes back, it's like, oh, right. And then she kind of has to be like, wait, who are these two girls suddenly? Like, I kind of remember meeting them, but I didn't realize we're all a gang now. And who's this British guy who, by the way, I actually liked a lot better in this episode than I did in the first one. If you remember, I had a lot of criticism for him in the yeah, first episode. What's that? I said, yeah, you hated his character. Yeah, I, I had I had a lot of criticism. I actually liked him a lot more in this one. Um he I did want on you. Does he? That good. Cause yeah. like I said, I I I well, you know I did not really like him in the first one. Um they reference New York bagels, Essa bagel, which is where she gives him the bagel from at the very end when he was like, Oh my goodness, you know, whatever, New Jersey. This is shitty because it's New Jersey. Um You just love hating on New Jersey, but it's okay. <laughs> I only love hating on New Jersey because you, Ellsworth, my friend Kevin, you know what I mean? Like it's just my one of my coworkers is from New Jersey and it's it's just really fun to me because, you know, it's like if someone says something, something crappy about Pennsylvania, I'm like, yes, you're right. We suck. But if you say something about from New Jersey, people are like you take pride in New Jersey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just fun i think you know it. i think everyone else knows i actually really do like new jersey um but uh one of my favorite filmmakers is from new jersey so there we go um but uh uh that essa bagel i believe uh when my buddy jake and i were there a few years ago i believe we went there uh, upon recommendation of actually uh bill kava who you know from doing the buffy uh buffy verse and converse podcast cheap plug for another podcast here on the clock shelves entertainment podcast network um he originally is from the city he actually now lives in new jersey as well um and uh so of course and he's very much into bagels uh so much so that one of his Instagram accounts is bagels and places. Um, and he, you know, he's, we always re jokingly refer to him as like the bagel expert, things like that. So we were, you know, like, Oh, where's the best place to get a bagel. And I believe that was one of the places that he recommended. We went there. 
and it was phenomenal. I remember it being really, really good. So I like that they referenced it. And I like the fact that it was something in New York where I was actually like, oh, hey, I get that reference because I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I did like the like I said, I did like the the British guy a little bit better in this one. I liked him trying to be relatable to like the common man, you know, where he's talking about like perber whatever instead of saying pbr he's like perber the beer you know perber the thing us guys like to drink or whatever <laughs> um he uh, became like a really fun character like a lot the more he's like on there each episode he gets like you get more of him you like him like more and more good i'm glad to hear that um so yeah him i definitely i thought it was definitely an improvement and i like the fact that he flat out said like whether he whether he means it or not, because a lot of guys will say things that they don't necessarily mean, uh, you know, but he flat out said he's like, if you had just told me that you wanted space, like I would have given you space, you know, because that's kind of the whole that's the whole arc of this episode is that uh, Francia Reyes's character wants some space because he feel or she feels smothered because she's the only person that the British guy knows. Um, you really need to start learning their names. <laughs> I do. I know. I know. Hillary Duff is, I believe, Sophie, and that's really it. Because of course, I'm going to learn her name. Um, I can't I remember. Somebody's her. name is Max, but I I can't think right now. I uh, yeah. I I I'll I'll if I'm watching it and I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, that's who they're like. If they're like, oh yeah, one such and such, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know who that is. But like, I just got done with it maybe like 45 minutes before we started recording this, or before. So, so no, not even. Sophie Hillary Duff, Francine, uh, Francine Reza is Valentina. Um, okay. Chris Lowell is Jesse. Okay, that's the one. He's he's the the one who was the driver. He's the one who they he thought that it was a setup, but it actually wasn't. He's the one who got uh Mr. Mr. Viral Video Guy. Yeah, his name is Jesse. Um his friend his name is Sid. That's the one who owns the bar? Yeah. Okay. And Charlie's the British guy. Okay. And what's the sister? Cuz everyone Ellen. always forgets about her, so don't forget about her. <laughs> Ellen. Ellen? Yeah. Like, as in, they named a lesbian character Ellen, really? Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that until right now. Um, We do get a little bit more of, of her character, though, since, again, I said, you know, everybody forgets her character, so let's not forget her. Um, she becomes more prominent, too. I like it. Does she? Okay. So her basically her thing, uh, if we remember from the first episode, is uh, she is from a small town. She was it was her and like one other lesbian. So, of course, they get together and now they're getting divorced. So she comes to the city to start a new life. And so she decides to go out with them to this club called FOMO, which for those who don't know, they they do reference it. But it's fear of missing out. Um, and uh she attempts to hit uh, we find out later on she attempts to hit on a variety of women and she gets rejected i believe she says it's a total of 6 times but she you know kind of realizes that that's okay because new york city is filled with other women 
who many of whom will probably reject her. But that means there's there should be someone or maybe multiple someone's out there who won't necessarily reject her. So that's what she's kind of working her way towards, which is a very Ted Mosby attitude towards things, you know, because he he very much kind of talks about that a lot in the early seasons where, you know, uh, you know, plenty of fish in the sea and things like that. And uh, so he just has to, you know, have a few bad fish and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I feel like really the only other main sort of thing is, oh, I mean, she, uh, so Sophie gets a text from the guy that moved to Australia. Is he an ex? They went on one date. He was an ex. They went on one date. His name was Ian. Yeah, they went on one date. Um, and he moved to Australia and apparently they have this inside joke about texting people, texting pictures of people who may Look vaguely like. resemble Jason Momoa. Yep. So she tries to sneak one of what she has dubbed Jason Fomoa. Um, well, also because they're in the club FOMO. I mean, it meant two things. Fomoa. Um, and uh, she gets in trouble because no cell phones allowed in the club. And one of the other. So, OK, as much as I as much as I liked when Charlie, right, the British guy, mm-hmm. Charlie said yeah. to said to Valentina. See, I'm getting it now. OK, ask me in a week and I will probably won't remember. But uh <laughs> As much as Charlie said to Valentina, you know, um, if he, you know, if you had just told me, you know, whatever about not being so smothering and whatnot. And when Valentina and Sophie are sitting outside on the curb, which, by the way, with as nice a clothes as they were wearing, who do you know, even people from the city, who do you know in as nice, nice a clothing as they were wearing would sit on a New York City curb? Yeah, no, it's 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 TV. Like, no one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that was, I was like, oh, it is unrealistic. <laughs> um, Hi friends. This is Ruth from just plain crazy face art of Northeast Pennsylvania. We are now accepting bookings for birthday parties as well as festivals. We offer face painting, glitter tattoos, as well as henna body art. We also offer the option of adding games or crafts to your party as well. Please check out our party services page on our website, justplaincrazyfaceart.com. Our face painting is done with water-based cosmetic products that are easily removed with soap and water. Let us use our 18 plus years in business to help you add color and fun to your event. We also have a large network of talented face art friends around the world. So even if we're not local to you, we probably know artists who are. Feel free to contact us to put you in touch with artists in your area. But uh, uh, Valentina is talking about, you know, how one of the reasons that she doesn't like that concept is because if she had done that for him, if she had just told him and then he did it, then if he told her something, she would have to do it. And she likes to do what she wants, where she wants, you know, all those things. And I feel like that's in de- that's that's a good chunk of people that 
get in relationships that should not be in relationships. Yeah, like I wish you watched more of it because like I want to say certain things, but like I can't. So we definitely need to get these recordings like done a little bit quicker so I can like <laughs> explain more stuff what's going on. So I can like see like, yeah, because X, Y, and Z is gonna happen, like, and it 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 corresponds with what you're saying now. No, and I'm that's like, and that's and that's fine because again, that's that's part of the what I what I like about this is like you know you there's certain things that you and I thank you by the way there's certain things that you that you can't say, um, but uh, like I said, it's it it is just interesting to me because we both know people who are, and we've we've both dated people who are very independent for whatever reason they are you know like whether they have their routine or they have uh you know like uh in in a certain case not the only case but a certain case um my ex that you know and several you know many of the listeners may know in the early stages of things there were some difficulties because she's a mom. Mm -hmm. So bringing someone into that schedule and that routine, or even trying to disrupt that schedule and that routine to go out on dates or, you know, spend time together or what have you, it can become a little bit more difficult for someone who is more set in their ways like that. And that's just one example that I can, that I can give, but I'm sure there are other things like she's, you know, this, you know, this Valentina, she's a, you know, an independent woman living in the city, you know, whatever. So to in that way, disrupt her routine of, you know, doing what she wants, where she wants, you know, when she wants or whatever, even if it is, for the benefit of a relationship is a, a more difficult thing for her. And like I said, that's that's a lot of people that we both know, whether it's people we mutually know or, uh, you know, people we know, you know what, you know, you and I know independently. Um, that's definitely a thing that a lot of people go through. And I think she she kind of said it very easily right there and the and again me not knowing what happens whereas you do i i just think it's funny that in this case because it's not always this way especially in tv and stuff it's the guy who's like if you had just told me whereas a lot of times i feel like it's the girl being like you know you could have just told me whatever and the guy maybe not knowing how to express whatever feeling because he's not used to, you know, he's he keeps everything inside because that's what men do, you know, and, and he can't necessarily articulate his emotions well and whatever. Whereas in this, they've, they've kind of flipped it. And obviously part of that is because I think based on the archetypes that we're maybe trying to do with some of these characters – She's probably the closest to the Barney character from the, you know, from how I met your mother without being that exactly. Am I, am I wrong in that thought? Um, yeah, I would say she's close to Barney. I'm really trying to think because like this cast, like they're not quite the same, but like they do share similarities or people who you would think is the one I, like this cast has more people 
than the original. Right, but of then, course. So like the original had five, and this one already has. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. So like they have like an extra person, so it's kind of like weird deciphering. And then of course, if they bring on a significant other or not, that's going to be like additional like in quotations main characters. Well, yeah, because if I'm if what you counted as six, the L.A. doctor would be seven, right? Yeah, she'd be seven. Right. And then the the Australian marine biologist, I don't know if he shows up more, but let's just say he does for argument's sake, like he would be like eight. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, the more they add people. But like I said, and again, obviously not everyone fits that fits that mold, because realistically, they are the couple so far on the show because yeah, the guy got engaged and whatnot, which again, Marshall and Lily did in the first episode and whatever, but the, she's gone, you know, she's off to LA being a, being a surgeon or whatever. The steady couple that we're seeing, at least in these two episodes so far are Charlie and Valentina. There we go. I knew I'd get there eventually. Um, which would arguably also say that they are, you know, more like the Marshall and Lily. They're clearly not Marshall and Lily, of course, but you know what I mean? Like it, it might appear that way if we're just going based off of who's the couple on the show or whatever, but just, she, she gives off kind of some Barney Stinson vibes as well in terms of independence and, I don't want to say sleeping around sort of thing, but you know, cause it's they're they're young and hot and in New York city. So no judgment. I didn't get to live that lifestyle, but you know, um, I, like I said, that's just what it seems to me, but it, it is kind of interesting that they did kind of flip that in that way. Like I said, where she's more like, I want to be independent and whatever. And he's just like, I wish you had just told me, you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, did we? Did I miss any story points? So thinking back over the episode, the FOMO outside, um, the bromance, the sister. As of right now, you didn't like. It's still early on. Um, I want to say one thing I like about this show in particular is that each episode, like although I think I think it's about twelve episodes, 10, 12 episodes, they give you a lot of like meat and potatoes. Of like the story so it's not just like where like the original i feel like gave you a lot of like nonsense or like what i call like filler episodes i feel sometimes um i feel like this like how i met your father gives you like a lot of like stuff coming up so you we did cover all like the main story talking points and like as it progresses and like everything that like happens in like these next like few well 10 episodes it's like a lot and it's like as we were just talking about like the cast who adds on, who doesn't add on because there's somebody who adds on that you didn't mention that I'm not going to tell you about later, but I think we kind of, I think we kind of hinted at it last episode, but yeah, go ahead. So like that person come, well, no, like him and there's another person. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. So like the cast does get a little bit larger than what we counted here. And there's a lot of like, I feel like changes in terms of like personalities and like roles so I really can't wait until like you get more into it. I think I might rewatch it tonight, honestly. That's what you said last was... time, too. That's exactly what you said the, when we did the first one, too. I often fall asleep to like 
something random right now. I'm rewatching The Walking Dead, so I might fall asleep to zombies. Um, but I, I, one of the things is uh that I that I do want to I do want to mention, um, is how the like I like that in this you said you know because you, you said they were giving us more uh, like substance in the episodes as opposed to filler. And that is an argument that a lot of people have and have had for a very long time of cable shows. And I know this is a Hulu original, what have you, but I'm just going to kind of encompass all of it in as cable shows versus a network television show. And by that, I mean here in the States, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, the CW because for such a long time, those shows you went and there's, I mean, not to get to uh, uh professor Paul and, you know, go into like the history of, of television and whatnot, but for such a long time, it was 26, then 24, then maybe 22, 23, sometimes even 20 over the last few years episodes of a show like uh, of a show per season it would start in the fall when school would start and it would end you know in the spring around may you know april may somewhere in there maybe even june so if you haven't already uh go check out on content club one of the bonus episodes we have once a month is a show called two of us it features myself and my father uh, going through some different things in Beatles history. Uh, I know that that may not sound like fun to some people. You may not be a Beatles fan, or maybe you're just a casual fan or what have you, but we're making some interesting discoveries along the way. Because one of the things that we uh, have with that show is I provide a lot of research and things like that. And my dad, who was alive for a lot of it, but kind of caught up later because it was happening when he was, you know, incredibly young. Uh, But he is one of the biggest Beatles fans I know, one of the biggest Beatles fans you'll probably ever meet if you get the chance to meet him, of course. But we kind of provide, it's, it's almost like a sports commentary sort of deal where I provide some play-by-play and he provides the color, meaning he can provide some context and some things because he's read various uh, books, he's seen various interviews and heard various interviews and all of these things, and he has such a vast knowledge of all things Beatle-related, and we're covering some topics that aren't necessarily the major topics when it comes to the Beatles. So if you might be interested, go check it out. It's available on Content Club right now, patreon.com slash clockshelves, and it is called Two of Us, and it's us going through the long and winding road of the Beatles. And it would be half your year or so would be these shows just like the school year, give or take, because obviously you have a few weeks off, you know, maybe like a week off or two weeks for Thanksgiving, a week or two for Christmas and New Year's. You know, you take a break maybe for like Valentine's Day or what have you, you know, things like that. Um, 
but you would have, like I said, maybe 20, anywhere from like 20 to 26 episodes. Also, TV was longer back then. Like if you go back and watch like the original Star Trek, each episode is like 52 minutes without commercials, whereas an hour long show today without commercials is 42 minutes and you know, change. They always say 42 and a few seconds here, they, you know, 30 seconds, whatever. So that was always how it was. And a lot of those shows were more, uh, we kind of talked about this on Buffy, you know, case of the week, you know, monster of the week, what have you, because it would be a show, you know, a series like, not necessarily a law and order, but we could use that as probably the easiest example. You know, there was obviously shows before law and order that had the the similar concept of, you know, the police and we're going to track down the guy, whatever. Or it would be, you know, like I love Lucy, you know, where what what shenanigans did Lucy get into this week that Ricky may have to get her out of or, you know, whatever, like. It was stuff that was very, very self-contained. You didn't have a unless it was somebody, you know, like one of the kids or or somebody like that getting a new friend that might be introduced or, you know, introduced in episode like seven and then comes back, you know, a few episodes later and then they become like their recurring best friend. Mm-hmm. You didn't you didn't have a whole lot of like serialized stuff. It wasn't like whatever he did, you know, whatever your main character did this week continues the next week. Now on daytime soap operas, you had that, you know, on you know, whatever. Um, and there was always there's the exceptions to the rule where that's that's always been the case. You know, they had some what they call I don't want to say nighttime soap operas, but like some might classify like a Grey's Anatomy as like a nighttime soap opera, things like that. And they had those obviously, but a lot of television was the the case of the week sort of thing, the the self-contained stories. So it was easier to write 26, 24, 22, 20 episodes of those because you just need to come up with, you know, 20 different scenarios that that uh, you know, Richie and Fonzie and the gang can get into on happy days. You know, and sometimes you add ones mm-hmm. like Mork from Ork, where Robin Williams shows up and launches a whole spinoff. And sometimes you have ones where Fonzie jumps over a shark and people hate it and it becomes a phrase forever and ever in television. And then cable and things like that started introducing the concept more of they used to call them more of a mini series where it would be like two or three nights and it would be like a movie each night. So whatever. But then they started introducing the concept of like a limited series where, okay, it's going to be instead of 24 episodes, it's going to be 13 episodes. And then you have a, uh, like a thing like uh, HBO and whatnot, where they started doing, I don't know if they did it with true blood. You would be able to tell me better, but I think they started doing it with like the last few seasons of game of Thrones and whatnot, where it's like, Mm -hmm. suddenly it's like, eight episodes and they're going to pack all of that story into eight episodes. I think breaking bad did something similar where like it was the first season was like six or seven episodes. And then it was like 13, 13, 13, you know, whatever. And then sometimes they would do it where they might end up doing more and split it. And, you know, they got that's a whole more convoluted thing. But a lot of people found that when they started doing these shorter episodes, especially on, a serialized show 
you get a more um you get more focus on the actual storytelling that happened with uh my favorite show lost that happened where they basically had to in a sense sort of kick the can down the road a little bit because they had a story that they wanted to tell but at a certain point they were like if you don't tell us when we can end the show we can't move into the next phase of the storytelling and so they had what i consider to be the the worst episode of there is in season 3 because they were basically like i said just sort of kicking the can down the road and basically trying to come up with filler episodes mm-hmm. and then the final like two or three seasons were like 12 episodes each because they had, you know, they were like, okay, now we know the story we, 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 you know, we want to tell, we have the exact number of episodes and whatever. So it was a lot easier for them to tell the story. So I think that definitely helps for a show like this, where they basically are like, okay, you know, 12 episodes or whatever. And so they make sure to pack everything in to the episode. So there isn't that chance of filler. Which is pretty awesome. Like, I forget what the next episode is about, but like, eight, like each character you see develop, and like you get to see more in depth of them as a story progresses. And I will say, like this season one of this, I like more so far than season one of How I Met Your Mother. Which is pretty high praise, because personally, I, I think seasons one and two of how I, maybe even three of how I met your mother are probably the best. I like two, three and four. Okay. Fair enough. I usually Uh, start off right at, so where were we? Where were, where were we? I can't talk. Yeah, no, it's a very difficult phrase to say, even not late at night and other things. Um, But yeah, no, I don't blame you for that. Um, Hello, all listeners of Clock Shelves Entertainment. I am Jacob, known as the streaming demon over at Renegade Pop Culture. Need a distraction from all the chaos in the world? Well, so do we. And that's why we discuss all kinds of media that we love. Movies, cartoons, music, comics, games, you name it, we cover with gaming respectful, honest, and enthusiastic perspectives. Find us on Podchaser, Banana Meter, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Or hop over to RenegadePopCulture.com. Renegade Pop Culture. Need an escape, so do we. But yeah, I'm like I said, I'm I'm excited. I like the the character growth that we've seen so far. And I like that that you just as much as it's probably frustrating for you, and it may be frustrating for some of the listeners, whether they know or they don't know. Um, I like that you're you're really excited to talk about more of it once I've seen a little bit more. So I'm excited to know from your perspective, because we're we're similar with a lot of the things we like. There are, you know, quite a few things that we, you know, you like that I don't and I like that you don't. But there are a lot of things that we are similar on as well. So the fact that you're really excited and that you really liked it gives me a lot of hope that it will continue to get better like you've said it does. So It's definitely going to be awesome. I really can't wait. So 
I think we, like I said, I think we've covered everything. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about with regards to this episode FOMO for how I met your father? No, I think we've covered it all. Um, high anticipations for next episode and I can't wait till we complete it so we can like talk really in depth about everything. I agree. And I definitely, uh, I agree that we do need to, and it's, and I know it's partially on me. It's a scheduling thing and and whatnot, but we, you know, we will uh, start to get these done a little bit sooner. Um, I also do have another concept that I ran past you at one point. I don't know if you'll remember it. It's actually based off of something we talked about in the last episode. So I do have another concept for another Paul and all that you'll be on uh, sort of in between some of these episodes. So I'm really excited to talk about that until we get to those though, James, uh, since we don't have anything else about how I met your father, episode two of season one entitled FOMO, where until the next time, where can they find you all across the internet, whether they want to talk with you about how I met your father, how I met your mother, um, anything else? Because uh, you do, and I don't know what you're, exactly you're going to shout out, but you do a lot of Twitch streaming. You're super into anime. And again, you've been on a variety of things, including Buffy. Maybe people want to talk some Buffy with you without giving him spoilers, folks. He is, as far as I know, unless he's gone ahead without uh, quote unquote my permission he has only seen season one so i thought about it but i was like and eh, that's too much work and i had i would never hear the end of it <laughs> you are absolutely right on that uh but if anyone wants to talk to you uh before you're uh back on here where can they get in touch with you all over the internet they can find me on facebook and instagram jameson taylor and on tiktok i think i'm jameson 496 Sounds right. And Twitch is BLKBAST29. For me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JPGRB. For more that we've done, including uh, other episodes of Paul and all, not just focused on How I Met Your Father, but other things that uh, James has been on Paul and all. Uh, he's been on Buffyverse and Converse. Um, I don't know if you were ever on wrestling renegades and i'm almost certain you weren't on lost with friends and i don't i honestly i feel like i've talked to you about being on mcu and me um but for more of all of that that james has been on and things that i do uh you can follow clock shelves on facebook twitter and instagram it's at clock shelves c-l-o-c-k-s-h-e-l-v-e-s you probably got this episode early and uninterrupted over at content club where there are some other exclusives that James and I have done, including maybe hypothetically, we may have found the original, how I met your dad pilot that was never released or at least, you know, hypothetically we did. And we hypothetically talked about it. You might be able to find uh, that discussion behind the uh, the paywall over there at Content Club, uh, amongst other things. And that is patreon.com slash clockshelves. Once again, that's C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. And uh, yeah, I am excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see uh, about some of the other discussions that I have planned for James and I, and some other stuff that we got going on with Clockshelves Entertainment. Um, so until next time, he is James, I am Paul, and that is all. <laughs>